Welcome to the Sports Up Podcast, where we feature groundbreaking leaders in sports and share their inspiring stories. Now, let's get started with the show. This episode is brought to you by me, Meredith Sims. My biggest personal and professional passion is to be one of the top female leaders in sports broadcasting, a typically male-dominated industry. I started this podcast to share inspiring stories. One of my goals is to intern for a professional sports team. So if you're listening and you know someone I should connect with, please email me because I'm willing to work super hard. Or if you know of an inspiring female leader, email me at Meredith at sportsuppodcast.com. I'm always looking for more great guests to feature. Visit sportsuppodcast.com today to check out more episodes. Today, I have Nicole Hall here, who is currently the Director of Community Outreach for the Athletics Department at the University of Southern California. Prior to that, Nicole has worked on a variety of projects within the sports, business, and media realms, and I'm really excited to talk with her today more about that. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And, and um, kudos to, like I said, you're, you're, you're doing great work, so it's an honor. Oh, I'm excited. So I'd love to kind of just start off if you could tell me about how you got into sports and and kind of a little bit about your story, how you transitioned into the career you're at today. Um, kind of give us the baseline a little bit more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So here, here's my background in sports. Uh, I got my very first opportunity for the hijacked. I'm going to say hijacked. I know the team was sold, but the Seattle Supersonics. I started my career with the Seattle Supersonics in 2006, and I, I worked with the Seattle Supersonics and the Seattle Storm. Um, and uh, I had a wonderful run with them and, and, and elevated to a part-time coordinator uh, doing community relations and public relations. But when the team left town, the budget also left with them, and I was left uh, in 2009 with a tough decision. How do I continue gaining experience in the world of sports? And, and I connected with um, the executives from the Los Angeles Sparks and I ended up moving to LA in 2009 to be an unpaid intern. I, I didn't even have a promise of, of how I was gonna pay, not even bills, like how was I gonna put gas in my car? But I just took a leap of faith and moved from Seattle uh, during the summer of 2009 and, and moved to LA. And I started my career in LA with the LA Sparks as an unpaid intern. And that in two weeks, maybe three, evolved into me having um, a contract over the next five years to be their in-arena host and media personality. And it was certainly an experience that set me up for a lot of success in the L.A. market. And uh, since then, I've, I've um, done a little bit of work in the advertising space for an agency called Walton Isaacson, and, and they do multicultural advertising. Uh, they also work on the L.A. Dodgers advertising efforts. And then from there, I was the uh, director of community outreach and fan development for the Special Olympics World Games in 2015. And that was a really cool experience because the Special Olympics World Games had never had fans. Like over the years of having these World Games all around the globe, they didn't have a big fan base. And so um, I developed a program and that resulted in 250,000 fans volunteering their time to come out and cheer. Um, and it was a beautiful, beautiful sight to see. And, and that's how... I ended up at USC um, after the games. USC took note of some of the work that I did with the games uh, and asked me to come on board and uh, really structure out the endowment they just received for community affairs. Yeah, definitely. So how did you shift from that more media side, kind of like you said, that personality to really wanting to do the community aspect? You know, like you said, I think it's really important to um to recognize that sports is all about community, right? So what made you decide to kind of 
alter and go down that path of really focusing your job on community as it is in your job title right now? So, yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I will say, I don't think I've ever really left um, the media side. I think it has really played a role in my entire career. Um, but to make that transition, it really wasn't hard for me because working for the LA Sparks and being their media personality, I connected with people. Like that was my job was to connect with people. And if you understand the work of community affairs, it's the same thing, connecting with people. You have to have that business acumen and that ability to go behind the scenes and structure and create infrastructure for people to thrive. But at the end of the day, you just have to be passionate about people. And I've never had to worry about my passion for people. I, I really do love people. Yeah. I, what Going off of that, what's, what would you say is the most rewarding part of your job? Uh, you know, you talk about the people, so I'm assuming it's down that line. Yeah, I was just telling somebody about that. Um, I have two things that are really rewarding for me. And one I'll probably never see, but the other... Uh, I do get the opportunity to work with our student athletes. I have 650 student athletes and we go out into the community on really a weekly basis and we have different events and activations. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my heart was really full because we put on a, a football clinic for girls. You, you don't hear about football clinics for girls, but flag football is one of the fastest growing sports for, for girls and women in this country. There's so many girls and women playing flag football. So we put on a football clinic for girls and we had the USC football players uh, actually volunteer coach. So they were at each station and teaching the young girls about football. Um, but it was just great because at the end of the day, those girls were so grateful for the opportunity. And we received so many hugs and you could just see the smiles on their faces and it made me feel really good at the end of the day. And, and I'm really blessed to say that I have those opportunities on a monthly basis, really weekly basis, where you see these young people their appreciation for the work you're doing, you get that instant gratification that you know it made an impact on them. But I will also say that the best part of my job, I won't know for five, 10 years, right? Because we impact so many kids throughout the year. And my vision and goal has always been, I just want to plant the seed. My job is to sow seeds into all of these kids in the LA metropolitan area, right? And if there's a, one kid, two kids, a hundred kids who apply to USC when they're eight, 17, 18, because of a program we did for them at their school, that, that's the best part of my job is knowing that that seed was planted when they were seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. And that carried them to, to really encourage them to stay focused on their academics so that they can go to college. That's the best part of the job, but it's also one that I'll, I may I may not know or see who, who benefits from it, but I know that there will be kids like that. Definitely. You know, going off of that kind of your talk about this girl aspect of sports and kind of that inclusivity part of the, the industry, I would love for you to touch on maybe how it's been for you as a as a female in the sports world and, and maybe how it's changed over your career. Has it become more inclusive? What do you think still needs to be done? And, and what is what has that experience been like for you? Yeah, now I, I will say this. Um, I grew up in a family with uh, a lot of guys that played sports. My dad was a football player. My brother played football. My uncle uh, was a, a legendary baseball player and coach. So I, I've been around the guys in the locker room basically my whole life. So I've never, I've never even seen, like I've never felt like I, I didn't belong or anything like that. But I will say it is, it is challenging. Um, but, but something that I, I pointed out as it relates to the event that we had a couple of weeks ago, 40% of football, college and pro football fans, executives, 
um, just people a part of the game from playing to behind the scenes, 40% of that population in football, they're women now. Mm-hmm. Females represent 40% of football fans, um, staff, employees, uh, and, and are participating at very high rates. So it's growing, especially in the football world, it's growing. Um, I think it's challenging though, as, as it relates to the sports industry for women, um, because a lot of our colleagues are guys who played sports. Like very rarely do you have a workforce for a sports team and everybody or no one comes from sports as a player, right? There are a lot of former players that transition into working behind the scenes. And by nature, we're more aggressive, we're more competitive. And I, I, I always tell young, young ladies and, and, and young women, make sure you have that competitive fire in you because that, even though you're not necessarily playing on the field of, of play and on the field of competition, the competitiveness of the workforce uh, still exists. And so you really have to have that fire and have that belief in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, it will not work out for you in this business. Yeah, it's true. Um, who would you say are your biggest mentors that have encouraged you to, to you know, feel comfortable to kind of venture out into the sports world and, and be such a role model for people and uh, do the job that you do? Yeah, I mean, now, I will say this. Mentors, you can have mentors that you've never met before. Um, and I, I believe in that. There are people that I, I study and I've never met them. I've never met Drake, but I study Drake. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Drake. But as it relates to actual mentors that I've, I've been blessed and fortunate to have in this business, um, the first one that always comes to mind, I always make sure to shout out, is uh, Kathy Schlossman. Um, she's the president and CEO of the Los Angeles Sports and Entertainment Commission. Um, she's responsible for bringing the Super Bowl, the All-Star Games, any major sporting event that comes to L.A., that is her job to do the pitch. And um, I was very blessed to meet her back in 2009, and she's really uh, been a part of every opportunity I've been able to um, obtain in the sports business. She's really played a, a vital role and always been there to support me. So certainly Kathy Schlossman. And then, um, you know, I've got, I've got a few other buddies in the business, Denise Heron. Um, who, who else is, who would I call a real mentor? Uh, Patrick McClinahan, um, who's now the CEO of, of Goodwill Southern California, but he was uh, the president and CEO of the Special Olympics World Games. And he was, he was somebody recently, I mean, he's, he and I have had a great relationship since 2015, but he's really been the one to say, go for the things that are a little bit bigger than where you're at, you know, because you, you have the ability to grow um, into whatever you want to be. And Patrick's always been a, a big supporter of me going for things that are, are big um, since the game. So I appreciate that for sure. And, and what, what would you say are your goals for yourself in the future? Do you see yourself continuing to stay in that community um, outreach realm? Do you see yourself branching out or continuing to stay in the sports world? What are you thinking for yourself? Yeah, I mean, my, my, my goal is to, to evolve into a, a chief social impact officer for a sports franchise, a professional sports franchise. Um, I, I love USC. And if I evolve into that through the USC athletic department, you know, that, that would be fantastic. Um, but the, the sports world and social impact is growing. Um, and I would really like to represent a franchise as a chief social impact officer. Yeah. Awesome. And then I think lastly, what I like to ask is what would you say is your biggest piece of advice? I know you touched on, um, being competitive, but I'd love to hear what your biggest piece of advice is for girls like me or people who want to go down a path that maybe isn't usually the um, most normal or the most um, 
supported path as a female, um, what would you say is your biggest piece of advice? Don't worry about it, right? <laughs> right. We get caught up in our heads. Oh, I can't do this because nobody else has. Well, that doesn't mean you can't. And I mean, obviously you're going to take some licks, but you've got to break through that glass ceiling. Um, and if you think about a glass ceiling, if, if you think about glass in general, like I'm, I'm sitting right by a window. If I jump through this window, I think I'll survive. But <laughs> I when I get to the ground, right? You're going to get some nicks and cuts along the way, but you'll survive. But you got to go for it. And you can't let the inner voice affect you, right? You know, there's an old saying, the most important six inches in a war are between your ears. It's all in your head. You, you have to wake up and know that you're capable. Don't let the imposter syndrome enter your spirit. Stay aligned and remember who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you need to figure it out because this industry will push and pull and, and challenge you in ways. And if you don't know who you are and what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. So really do that self-work and, and develop yourself and sky's the limit. I love that. Thank you so much, McCall, for coming on today. Uh, your advice and your words were really inspiring. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and again, it's an absolute pleasure and honor. And I, I love to see young ladies like yourself doing what you're doing. Um, coming from the media world, consistency is key. And if you build it, they will come. And I know that you're building a great media empire. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Sports Up podcast. We'll see you again next time and be sure to click subscribe to get future Sports Up episodes.